And good morning and welcome to Calvary Assembly this morning. Hallelujah. You good to, glad to be here this morning? Amen. Can you give the Lord a hand? We are here for him today. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. knows that the devil wanted to stop you from coming and he wants to stop you this morning from worshiping him amen and he wants to stop the praise of Jesus from going forth but how many knows that he can't stop it in the name of Jesus because we're going to lift him up this morning hallelujah Lord we give you glory Lord this morning you're so worthy
church for every season. Sing it out. I'm believing the best is yet to come. The cross before me, my hope on things above. And I'm you, Jesus, the best is yet to come. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. Come now, Lord. We know a breakthrough is coming. I know a breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and he won't stop now. Declare it. I know a breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and he won't stop now. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. Let's declare it. I know a breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. I know a breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. So come. wants to use you. Do you know that you are his hands and feet in these last days? How many knows the world needs a lot of Jesus today? Amen. Can you say that with me? The Lord needs a lot of Jesus, but he needs you to be his hands and feet. Amen. Hallelujah. And I can't have get something wrong with my keyboard this morning. Hallelujah. Say less like me, a little more like Jesus but a lot less like me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, he wants less of you. Amen. And a lot
thought less of me. Amen. Oh, I have days I lose the fight. Try my best, but just don't get it right. Where I talk a talk that I don't walk, miss the moment right before my Somebody with a hurt that I could have helped Somebody with a hand that I could have helped When I just can't see past myself Lord, help me be a little more like crazy A little more like grace A little more like kindness Goodness, love and faith A little more like patience A little more like peace A little more like Jesus A little less like I've been saved from who I used to be. Oh, and at my best, I must confess, I still need help to see the way you see. Listen, somebody with a hurt that I could have held, somebody with a hand that I should have held, when I just can't see past myself, Lord, help me be. Look at your neighbor and say, let's be more like Jesus today. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. You can be seated. It's good to be in the house of God this morning. And it's good to see everybody out here this morning to worship the Lord. I just want to remind everyone that we do have um, this Gospel of John that Brother Ron bought and is back there on the welcome desk. And if you would want to pick one of these up, they're available back there. 
what a great, great servant that he was bringing these to the church for people to share the word of God. Amen. Let's give him and the Lord a hand. Amen. But I got one of these myself, and it's a really good read. I mean, it's in the English Standard Version, and um, what a wonderful blessing that was, brother. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for your heart. As for way of announcements this morning, uh, Men of Armor, we are going to be having Saturday, uh, February 26th, we are doing a men's prayer breakfast. And so we're asking that you come out again. We had a really good breakfast the last time, right? And it's going to be another good time, so invite a sinner friend if you can and will. And also just invite a neighbor, whoever you want to bring, co-worker, bring them to this men's prayer breakfast. We're uh, believing God's going to do some great things with the men this year. And uh, so look forward to that. Also, we're going to have a Bible study starting in March on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. And it's going to be... uh, a Bible study uh, driven by, it's called Kingdom Man, Tony Evans Bible Study. And how many men have heard from Tony Evans? He's got a great heart. He loves men. He loves God. His passion is to see men become kingdom men. And we need kingdom men in these last days, don't we? We need some men of God back in the, in the families. We need men of God back on the workplaces. We need men of God back in our churches. And so we're believing for that this year. So please be a part of this Bible study. It's 6.30 on Wednesdays. It will be a five-week Bible study. So March has five Wednesdays, and that's when we'll be doing those. So get excited about it and come out and be a part of that. And then also uh, the women are doing a Connecting with God. It is going to be a guide to prayer on March the 6th at 4 p.m. So ladies, come out and be a part of that. If we ever needed a day and we're living to be praying and have a a reason to pray, how many knows this today? I mean, we have a lot to pray about, and this is going to be a guide to prayer, so be a part of that. Come out and uh, and be involved in that. I was reading this morning, and I know sometimes we just read through scriptures and we just don't really, you know, take what it's literally saying to us. And, And I looked at that passage and I thought, Lord... I quote this, I've read it many times, but something jumped out at me. And it, you know, it talks about in Psalms 100 how we, look at your neighbor and say that means the church, we, God's people, we are his people. Now, I don't know how that makes you feel, but when I stand here in, in my little finite mind, I cannot grasp or comprehend how an infinite God of wisdom and knowledge and, and, and creation can just look at me and say, you're my son, or you can look at you and say, you're my daughter. You're, you're, you are my people. And to know that the one that sits on the throne of God, he says, all I'll ask you to do is come into my gates thankful. How many, how many really are thankful for what God is doing in your life? I mean, you're thankful for your church. You're thankful for your, your provision he gives you. You're thankful for your health. You're thankful for, you should be thankful for all these things, and we're really not at times. And he, and he tells us, and all I ask is you be thankful and come into my courts with praise. You know, and I ask myself sometimes, you know, I heard a songwriter sing a song one time, Who Am I? And I thought, Lord, who am I that you would call me your people? You know, how would you include me? It's because that song we just sang, because of his mercy. 
because of his grace, because of his love. And then he says, I want you, I've given you mercy and you grace. Now you turn around and give that mercy and that grace to others around you. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand on that one. The Lord needs that. So let's be thankful to him. Let's praise him. Let's bless his name today because this is the day the Lord has made. And we are to rejoice and to be glad in it. I'm going to ask Sister Betty if she'll come up briefly here for a moment. She's got a, a testimony that she would like to share with the church. And how many, how many loves Sister Betty? I just want to thank the Lord for being here this morning, and what a blessing. It's not raining, and it's not snowing. When it snowed last Sunday, I was so disappointed because I couldn't come in God's house because when my walk has ice and snow on it, I can't get out. But anyway, there's two things I want to tell you that happened this week. And boy, I didn't know I would be one that God was talking about, that God would do doing a miracle this year. Well, the Lord put on my mind to call my neighbor who was in the hospital, and they took some toes and stuff off. Well, she was on my mind so strong Tuesday, so I called her, and I said, Sandy, how would you like to have some supper, something different? She said, Betty, I would love that. So I didn't tell Donna anything. When the Lord tells me to do something, I do it. Well, I thought, I'll tell her later on, and I said, I'll have your supper ready at 4. Well, I got everything ready at 10 minutes to 4. I was taking their macaroni cheese, baked beans and stuff out. Well, I opened the door, and Donna was gone. And I said, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? I told her I'd have her supper there at 4. I went in the kitchen. I started praying, well, God, how am I going to do it? He said, Sister Betty, you got your walker, you got a tray. Now, you would have had to see me going down the road. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There wasn't no cars come, nobody stopped, nobody come by to see if I needed help. Well, sisters and brothers, I got it ready. I said, okay, Lord, how am I going to get out the door with this food? He said, turn your walker sideways. I said, okay, Lord, I turned it sideways. Well, what now when I step down, what's going to happen? Well, don't you know, the Lord helped me put it down, got the other down, got on the porch, and you know there's a little hill I have to go up. I said, okay, Lord, help me to not drop this food. You know what I got to do. And people, don't you know, I had my walker, my other walker, I had my hand through this way. I had a pot holder in this hand holding the hot food and going down the road with one hand walking a little at a time. But don't you know, I made it. Amen. And I said, God, thank you for what you did for me. You, and you know, I called Brenda. And I said, Brenda, you ain't going to believe this. She said, what? I said, the Lord helped me deliver food on my walker. And you know, I just was praising God. I was just so happy not knowing what was coming later on in the week. So Thursday morning, I got up, took my shot, took my medicine, and I went in, I made my coffee. Well, my neighbor called, and Angie said, how are you this morning? I said, fine, I'm, I'm just good. Well, I said, Angie, I feel my sugar dropping. 
I said, I've got to go get something to eat. Well, don't you know, I grabbed a piece of candy, and I had to go to the bathroom of all times. I said, Lord, which way do I go? Do I go to the bathroom, or do I go in there and get something to eat? Well, the only thing I remember, people, is I sat on commode, and I don't remember anything else. Not another thing do I know. And when I woke up, I was halfway in my chair, halfway in the floor. Nobody knew I was there but God. I just started praying, and I remember Pastor said one time, you need to read the Word. You need to pray. There might be a time that you can't pray, and somebody, God's going to have to intervene. Well, you know, I was praying, and I said, Lord, where am I? And I kept looking around and looking around. Birds, Lord, all these birds, where, where are they coming from? Well, not knowing to me at that time, it was my sheriff clerk before I was laying. Well, I said, Lord, I can't get up. Nobody knows I'm here. You're going to have to help me. And people, let me tell you something. God helped me get up out of that tub. How I did it, I don't know, but God does. And, you know, and then I turned around and I said, Lord, now I need to set up. How am I going to set up? Don't you know God helped me get out of that? And I sat on the floor, and I said, Lord, how am I going to move? He said, scoot. So I started scooting on the boat. And I said, I was going in and out, but I was listening. And then all at once, that uh, Isaiah 46, come 16, come to me. If you ever have any doubt in me, look at the palm of your hand. And people, I looked at the palm of my hand. And I said, Lord, how am I going to get that phone? And don't you know, I was going in and out. And when I woke up, when I looked in the palm of my hand, people, guess what was there? My phone. And you know, that was God. That was God. I give God all the praise. And I said, Lord, if I make it to church Sunday, I want to give you praise for what you did for me. Because you know, in that verse, Isaiah 49, 60, I looked in the palm of my hand and praise God. There was my phone. And even though I was going in and out, he let me call Donna and they got me help. They worked on me for a good while. In front of the house, I don't remember. But you know what? God was with me all the way. And I say, people, come to church. Believe in God. Read the word. Have faith when you pray. You know, you got to have that faith. If you don't, it don't do you no good to pray. And I'm learning from my pastor, Sister Tina, my church family. I told God, I said, God, I love my church family. And I'd rather be in God's house as anywhere in this world. So people, hold on to God with everything we have now, with what's yeah, going on yeah. in the world. You better know God and know how to get on your knees and pray. I just love you all, and I thank God what he did for me. Thank you, Sister Betty. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe we're overcomers by the word of our testimony and by the blood of Jesus, don't you? Amen. Bless her heart. What a great testimony. And God is faithful. And I love the part where God says, I'll be with you always, even to the end. And so, you know, yeah, I believe in miracles. God can bring a phone to your hand if he needs to. So thank you for that wonderful testimony. How many love your church? Amen. 
I, I'm going to tell you, I've enjoyed, and even when I was out of town last week it's in, with my daughter in South Carolina, I had to go into that room. I was on, on, on the uh, uh, Internet watching on live, live with you guys as if I was here. And what a wonderful job our pastor is doing with the sermon series, I Love My Church. How many love your pastor this morning? <laughs> Amen. I'm going to pray and ask him to come up, if he will. And before he comes up, I think we're going to be showing a short video. But let me just pray real fast. Father, we just thank you for our pastor. Lord, we know that the enemy, God, has come against him, Lord, in different ways. So, Satan, we remind you that this is a servant of the living God. This is our pastor. And, Lord, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we pray that you would pour out upon him blessings from heaven. God, we pray that you would pour out upon him healing. We pray, God, that you would bring deliverance to his body. We ask, God, that you would renew his spirit right now, that you would rekindle that fire. Holy Spirit, come in and anoint him with fire from upon high as he teaches and preaches this message that is much needed for our church today. God, let our ears be open and our hearts to receive this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. God bless you. Amen. this morning. Hallelujah. Wasn't worship wonderful this morning? I enjoyed that uh, wonderful testimony by Sister Betty. How many of this, this week, I can guarantee uh, that a lot of you, when the enemy comes your way, that you're going to look at the palm of your hand. Out of all of that, I thought, wow, God, if I ever doubt in any way, if I'll just look at the palm of my hand that you're always there, and you'll never leave me, you'll never forsake me, you're an almighty God, amen? Let's give Sister Betty another hand this morning, amen. <laughs> Beautiful crowd here this morning, I just believe that, praying that God has just already, uh, already touched your life. We're going to uh, uh, continue this series for just a couple more weeks on I Love My Church. Let's say that together. I love my church. Let's say it out loud, real loud. I love my church. Uh, we've uh, the last couple weeks we've covered uh, that the church is a, a community of believers. That the church is not a material building. It's not a denomination. It's not Plan B in the eyes of God. The church is the centerpiece of God's kingdom. 
And the centerpiece of God's kingdom is love. Why? Because the church is the only thing that God purchased. Everything else he created, but he purchased the church with the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28 puts it like this. Talking to ministers, shepherds, overseers. It says, keep watch over yourselves and all of the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood. The church cost God the Father dearly. It cost him his son, Jesus Christ. And because of that, he invites all of us, he invites all of us, let's say all of us, let's say that again, all of us, to be a part of building his church. Matthew chapter 16, 18, put it this way, And I say unto thee, Jesus speaking, that thou art Peter, out upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So last week we talked about the true, true church, excuse me, is a community of believers together. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 put it like this. Now you who are not Jewish or not foreigners or strangers any longer, but are citizens together with God's holy people, you belong to the family of God. Let's say that together. You belong to the family of God. Look at somebody and say that. That you belong... To the family of God. And because we are part of the family of God, it's our duty, it is our responsibility that we labor together. Let's say that together. That we labor together in love, building the kingdom of God. Now, when you were growing up, how many of you had a superhero in your life? Let me say that again. When you were growing up, how many of you had a superhero in your life? Super superhero Batman and Robin. How about Wonder Woman? Somebody, somebody said, "Yeah." How about the Hulk? Captain America, Superman, the Iron Man. What about Spider Man? Bionic woman. I remember my brother and one of his best friends has already passed and went home to be with the Lord. They liked Batman and Robin. 
And I'll never forget this. They would dress up and put little capes and stuff on their back, thinking they were Batman and Robin. Do you know there are millions of dollars spent every year, even on movies, on superheroes? There's something about superheroes that fascinates especially kids. If you look up the definition of superhero in the dictionary, it says a fictional hero having extraordinary or superhuman powers. Superheroes are more than extraordinary or superpowered skilled people. That's not even half of what a superhero is. Superheroes and super uh, superheroes because they have the ability they have the ability within a precise context to help in a precise way. They rescue people, they fight for people, they save people out of the fire, they help catch the bad man. And I don't care what a superpower they may claim to be, whether it's flying, fighting, webbing, running, having great strength, or anything else. If they're not using their superpower in a precise context to help in a precise way, then they're just a dude or a lady sitting on the couch. Because having superpower with them out without them using their super action doesn't really make them a superhero. Now, that's in the movies. In the church, Paul explained it this way. He explained it that it's the Holy Spirit that lives in you and I. Paul put it this way, or in the book of Acts, excuse me, that it's the power within us. Let's say that together. It's the power that lives where? That lives within inside of us. Empowering us. What, that's, what is that power for? Empowering us to do supernatural things within the body of believers, the community of believers. We have the superpower of the Holy Spirit to help us accomplish our service for the kingdom of God. We have this supernatural power within you and I called the working of the Holy Spirit. That you and I do not have to do anything on our own. We don't have to serve in any place in the body of Christ in our natural ability. We have the empowerment of the great and mighty power of the Holy Spirit. Is not that incredible that you and I, as a, as a body of believers, as a community of believers together, as a body, 
that when we serve each other and we come together with each other, loving on each other, counseling each other, walking down the road of difficulty with each other, that we do not have to do it on our own, praise God. We have this superpower working of the Holy Spirit within us to get that accomplished in our life. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7 put it this way in the New Living Translation. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help, say it together, that we can help each other. So we have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And He empowers each and every one of us with the gift. And that gift is to help one another. Let's say, let's say that together, to help one another. Another. So I want to I want to kind of focus on verse number six. The Bible says that God works all things and all people, meaning that God empowers gifts in His servants. God gives God gives each and every one of followers at least something more than spiritual gift. Listen, a spiritual gift is a Holy Spirit empowered ability given to serve others. It's a spiritual superpower given to us to precise context to help each other. But God has put different gifts in the body of Christ so we can help one another. Some of those gifts are giving, leadership, mercy, service, teaching, administration, discernment. Faith, helps, knowledge, wisdom, and encouragement, evangelism, the gift of healing, the gift of pastor, the gift of shepherding, the gift of tongues, the gift of miracles. But God has placed gifts on each one of us to serve each other together. There are two very important things to remember about spiritual gifts. I'm going to give them to you. Number one, God is the one who picked your spiritual gift. If you have the gift of encouragement, then God was the one who picked your gift. You didn't pick that gift. Romans chapter 12 and verse 6 says, We have the gifts that differ according to the grace of God, giving to us. God has honored you and I and has handpicked a gift to give you and I. Now, I don't know about you, but 
That's exciting to me that my heavenly Father thinks enough to me to give me a gift to serve the body of Christ. Now, there's different gifts in here that we try to category which gift is better than the other gift. That maybe the the pastor or the counselor or the worship leader uh, is for some reason we think that is more gifted than another gift. But how many times in your life that you've got a uh, word of encouragement, either through text, a phone call, a letter, and that word of encouragement literally changed your whole day and the outlook on life? Would you raise your hands? That you really didn't need a worship leader. You didn't need somebody that was gifted to play an instrument, but you sure did need the gift of encouragement. And how many of you thank God that God had gifted that person to be able to encourage you? So we're all gifted. But God was the one who handpicked those gifts for each and every one of us. God in his infinite wisdom, love, and care, and power knew exactly the gifts or the gift that best suited you. Let's not waste our gifts. Because each and every one of us are gifted in some way or another. Wouldn't it be a shame for you to waste the gift that God has placed upon your life? That God the Creator handpicked you and handpicked the gift to place on your life and you're doing nothing with it. What a shame. Amen? Okay, what a waste. Amen? Come on. What a shame and what a waste. It is when God has gifted each and every one of us and we don't use that gift the way God gives us that gift. The second thing is, it's a spirit-empowered gift. There's many people that can teach. There's many people that can teach well. But it's a whole lot different than somebody that can teach in the natural than somebody that is gifted and inspired by the Holy Spirit when they teach. There's a difference. There's difference when someone uh, leads us in worship and they just use their gift. But it's a whole lot different than somebody that's empowered by the Holy Spirit that God has placed that gift on their life, you can tell when they lead worship because they're empowered by the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're led by the Spirit. What is your gift this morning? Now, just think about that. You say, Pastor, I've, I've heard sermons like this off and on all my life. But you need to, this is just an encouragement. This is something to stir you up. That 
you need to get busy using your gift. You need to be, if you, if you teach and you're called to teach, then you need to be teaching. If you've got the gift of encouragement, then you need to be encouraging people. Whatever your gift is, don't allow the enemy to allow your gift to stay dormant. Because the body, the bo- listen, the body of Christ needs your gift. Now, I'm just going to use this for an, for an example. What if we walked in here this morning and there was... There was no sound system. The lights wasn't on. Nobody had turned up the heat. Would you want to come back next Sunday? The following Sunday, no preacher showed up? Because sometimes you don't show up. It's very important. God's body, that you use your gift. How many times have you heard, well, not heard, but I know I've heard it before, but it, it's, in our, it's in our thinking that, that if I do not do it, somebody else will. You know what, if, 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 if I don't help in the nursery, yeah, they'll find somebody but what if God has gifted you to work in the nursery? Now, God is not gifting me to work in the nursery. Or you don't want to hear me saying, okay? But God has gifted each one of us to do something in the body of Christ. So don't be, listen, don't be lazy don't allow your gift to lay dormant. Let, let me thank you, Holy Spirit. So what if on Christmas, your husband or wife or mom or dad or whoever it may be, bought this really nice gift? Okay, you with me? You tracking with me? This very nice gift. And you open the gift, and it's, a, it's an expensive gift, Okay. And you open the gift, and you look at the gift, and they paid a lot of money for the gift. They paid a price for the gift. And you decide that you're just going to set that gift down, or in so many words, say, you know, it, it's nice. It's, I know you paid a lot of money for it, but you can have it back. How do, you, how do you think, now listen, how do you, this is real, how do you think they would feel? How do you think they would feel? Now let me ask you this. How do you think, how do you think that God feels when you lay your gift down and don't use your gift?
the gift that you have, that God's empowered you with, was given to you by the Holy Spirit. Stay with me. Was given to you by the Holy Spirit. But there was a price that was paid, Pastor Steve, for the gift that was given to you. Wow. And the price that was paid for the gift given to you was the price that God the Father's Son paid at Calvary. Now, that makes a little difference twist on it now that the price that was paid for the gift that God has given me makes that gift a whole lot more valuable now to God the Father because the gift was given to me through the what? Through the Holy Spirit, through the cross. Romans chapter 12 and verse 4 through 8 put it this way. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. There it is again. We all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts, different abilities, different talents for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, you serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you the leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. And you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Which leads right into 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. That you and I need one another for the common good. So your gifts were given to you to help one another. Romans chapter 12 verse 5 put it this way again. It even takes it as far as to say that we are members one another, meaning we belong to each other. So if that's the case, your gifts do not belong to you, and my gifts do not belong to me, because God has made the DNA of the church to be supernatural infused with all of these gifts working together. God wants us to mobilize together, teaming up together, using our gifts together to strengthen our number because we're empowered by the Holy Spirit and we don't have to do it in the natural. The truth is, the superpower team has a community and a city in need. Would you let that sink in for just a minute, church? The truth is, the superpower of the Holy Spirit 
and the team of God's church has a community and a city in need. The church needs you. The neighborhood needs you. This city and community needs you. But do they really need you? Do they really need you? They sure do need God. How many of you are thankful this morning? Well, let me ask you what you're thankful for, okay? How many of you are thankful for the pastor, the evangelist, the teacher that used his gift And you're here this morning, saved, walking with the Lord. How many of you are thankful for them? How many of you are thankful that they used their gift and talent? I know I am. We have a city. We have a town. We have a community. We have a region. We have a world. Do they need us? Yeah. But you know what they really need? They need for us, the body of believers, to serve together in our gift so they will know God. How many of you believe with all your heart that we are living close to the coming of the Lord? How many you truly believe? I mean, you truly believe that we're living close to the coming of the Lord. Now, I don't know when. I wouldn't dare, but I know Russia and Ukraine, and it's getting crazy over there. So we don't know. Just one slip of some crazy brain person could set off a war. But I do know this: we have a sat town. We have a city, we have family, we have young adults, we have teenagers, and we have children that need God. And I want us in the last days to not so much think about everything that's going on in our own life, but let's get, come on church, let's get kingdom minded. See, we're so earthly minded that we become no heavenly good. Let's become kingdom minded. That I am a, listen, that I'm a child of God. It's a good place to say amen. I'm a child of God. I am, I am, listen, I am Joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So I'm a, I'm a child of God. Say to yourself, I'm a child of God. Let, let, let's get that in our spirit. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. C- come on. I'm a child of the heavenly king. I'm part of a kingdom. So I am joint heir with Jesus Christ. That's sitting on the right hand of the Father for you and I. Now, if I am a king's kid, I'm joint heirs with 
Jesus Christ, and he has called me to serve the body, serve the community of believers with my gifts and my talents, then he wants me to win this community for Christ. And he has empowered every one of us to do this. So I want to ask you this morning, are you using your gift? Have you, have you unwrapped your gift? Now, I just, I'm just i going to use just Brother Wayne, for example, and there was a guy that I can't think of is the missionary's name. Wayne, you can help me. Uh, Nick Pino, am I correct? I think about how many churches that he built in uh, Mexico. And I remember, I'm just use this example. I remember one of the first mission trips that Wayne took me on. And they took a bunch of, we had a bunch of builders and a bunch of people that went, but not all, all, not all the ones that went were builders. There were ones that went that helped cook the food and brought the food, and it was amazing. But as they used their talents and they used their gifts to build this block church, the people would walk for miles to come to church. And as they used their gifts and their talents and their abilities to build this, this just this block building. When it was done at the end of the week, the pastor and these people gathered in this block church, brought some plastic chairs, set them up, and they got up to do worship in Spanish that I can't speak a lick of, but I understood the worship song. And the power of God fell so strongly in that old building that they had built and they had just built. I've never cried so hard in all my life. I felt like my chest was literally coming out of me of the power of God that came down into that building. Here's my point. What if? Nick Pino and Wayne and whoever else that was over that mission trip. Well, we're not going this year. I've built four or five. I'm done. That's just an example of what God can do with your gift. When we had the bus ministry, they say we ministered to over 500 kids. But it took a lot of people to run that. It took people that were gifted and talented and had their ability to do it. Please, listen to this, Pastor. Don't waste your gift. Because it's so important that it will touch somebody's life. And if you're sitting on the sound of my voice and you say, you know, my gift is not that important. It's very important. 
It's very needed. How many of you have stumped your toe? Let me do that again. How many have stumped your toe? How many of you said things you shouldn't have said when you stumped your toe? The rest of you are not telling the truth, okay? How did it feel? Hurt pretty bad, didn't it? Would it have been okay to say, well, you know what? Let's go to the doctor and just let him cut it off. How would that have affected your foot and your balance? Which means that God doesn't put one gift above another gift. They're all extremely important together as we build the body of Christ as members working together. This is what I want you to do as we close. I want you to stand this morning. And I want you to I want you to ask the Holy Spirit this morning about about the gift that he's given you. Now, I'm going to I'm going to use this Bible for an example before we pray as your gift. If your gift is encouragement, if your, your gift is teaching, if your gift is worship, if your gift is singing, if your gift is playing, I could go on and on and on. And the gift of prophecy, I could just go on and on. But say this is your gift right here. What are you going to do with your gift? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to are you going to do this? Look, stay with me. Are you going to do this? Just say it's of none importance because somewhere in the body of Christ and even in this body, somebody else is going to lack because you didn't use your gift because we're joined together as the body of. How important is that? Amen. I want them to sing. And this is going to be a morning that we're going to examine ourselves. And if we are, if we're using our gift and we need to cultivate and work on our gift, then we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us do that. If we're not using our gift, we're going to ask for ask God to forgive us and we're going to start using our gift for the Lord. Amen. I want, them, I want them to sing, and I want us to bow our head and, and close our eyes this morning. Narrow and the road may seem. Father, we're asking you this morning, right now, Lord. I will we're, we're asking you to take each and every one of us today, whatever, whatever that gift is, whatever that talent is and ability, we're asking you to cultivate God if it's if it's working with the elevator, if it's standing at the door, if it's a greeter, God, whatever it is, a prayer warrior, God, I'm asking you to touch us right now.
like this as we as we close say heavenly father here i am empower me to use my gifts my talents that you have given me for the glory of god for this church and this community in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. God bless you. Let 
community for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. May his face shine upon you and keep you in his love and power in Jesus' name. Amen.